the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. Welcome, welcome once again. Come with me now as we travel down the highway of life serving and building up the kingdom of God by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus in the pardon of their sins while encouraging believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 58th verse and remembering this scripture always, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe it in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, we are once again uh, studying the book of Acts. We're going to end up on, end up finishing chapter 4 and going to chapter 5. Chapter 4, we know that Peter and John went to the temple and they were on their way in to pray and worship the Lord. And they met a man who could not walk. And he was asking for alms, asking for money. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I not, but such as I have I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And now a miracle has been has been done. And the, the Jewish leaders are in arrears with this or upset about this. And they called Peter and John and told them, uh, not to teach or preach in the name of Jesus. And Peter said, and John, that we got to behold unto God rather than to you and so rather than to you and what you say. So we have to preach and teach what we know and what we have heard because they are eyewitnesses of the miracles of Jesus Christ and his life and more importantly of his resurrection from the dead. And this is what they said. We must continue to preach and teach in the name of Jesus. Now the council threatened them and told them not to do it anyway but and they let them go now let's pick up on verse in acts the fourth chapter verse number 23 verse number 23 23 through 30 and being let go they went to their own way and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. So what's happening here, Peter and John had, is telling the rest of the disciples that, uh, they, that a miracle has happened and that the uh, chief priests and the rulers told them not to preach and teach in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. So they are telling them to be encouraged about their testimony 
and and they're glorifying God as as to what has happened. The lame man is walking and they are preaching and teaching Jesus Christ and they begin to worship. This is what they're doing. They begin to worship and they begin to praise God. And they are worshiping God in verse 25. And by the, they, they continue, and by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. So they're, 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 they're praising God and said that the rulers of the world, they stood up against Jesus Christ and they crucified him and they crucified the Christ, the anointed one. And they are praising God because they are telling what's going on. For truth against, number verse number 27, for, for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. All of these people came together to crucify Christ. It was a big conspiracy. It was the rulers, even, even King Herod and, and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to condemn Jesus Christ. And they are praising God because God delivered Jesus when he raised him from the dead. Okay? Verse number 28. For to do whatever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. This is what they did. They crucified Jesus Christ. And now they said in verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. And so Peter and John and the rest are praising God and they're saying, God, through all of this, we're asking you, they are threatening us. They are threatening our lives, but we're going to praise you. We're going to give you glory anyway. The Paul says in the scripture, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Through it all, we're, gonna, we're going to serve Christ regardless of the situation, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of what we come up against, regardless, regardless, we're going to serve Jesus Christ and be a living testimony. And they say, and grant thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Give us holy boldness to stand in the name of Jesus. Father God in heaven, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace, goodness, and mercy, God. We pray now in the name of Jesus. Give us boldness, God, to stand on your word. Give us holy boldness to tell someone about Jesus Christ is Lord. Give us boldness to tell a dying word that he saves to the utmost. Give us holy boldness to tell him that he rose from the grave and sit at the right hand throne of the Father. Come into the place, come into our hearts and our mind. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake, amen. And they say, give us boldness in verse 30, by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. So they're saying, give us this boldness as we preach, as we teach the name of Jesus Christ. They're saying, give us this boldness so that we can do signs and wonders in your name so that we can heal in thy name that we can do wonders in thy name. 
by the holy child, the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, okay, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Now, when they had prayed, this is a prayer, then it's a prayer and a praise. But when they had completed the prayer, the place was shaken where they were assembled and filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. We as Christians got to speak boldly about Jesus Christ. What do you say? How he saved. Tell somebody how Jesus Christ saved you. Tell them how he picked you up and turned you around and, and turned your life around. Tell them what a difference Jesus has made in your life. Tell a dying world that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he saves to the utmost. And if you don't know that, if you haven't tried him, Try it for yourself. You didn't try everything else. You tried this, you tried that. Try Jesus and see what a difference he can make in your life. Verse number 32. We're in Acts the fourth chapter. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. In other words, all the believers had all things in common and were of one accord. And neither of them said, what, what is theirs is mine. Okay? Rather they said, what's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine. Okay? They had all things in one accord, all things in common. Now, verse number 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were there. They seen Jesus rise from the grave. They didn't see him at the moment he rose from the grave, but they seen him after he had risen from the grave. Remember in our, in our studies, he hung out with them for 40 days, ate with them, ate fish and bread with them, talked to them, did miracles. Now they are witnesses of this. And you can't help but tell somebody they can't about Jesus because they've seen him. They've seen him rise from the dead. They've seen him. And they got to tell somebody. Not only did they see him rise from the grave, from the grave, they also seen his life and what he did, what he had done in the miracles that he had done. And they're telling people about the resurrection of Jesus. And great grace was upon them. God's love, unmerited favor was upon them. Check this out. Has there anybody written any other course any other writings about anyone rising from the grave other than Jesus Christ? I mean, if you think about it, that's a miracle in itself. That's a miracle to write about a person who has risen from the grave. In other words, they are dead and now they have rolled from the grave. No one has done that in all of time, in all of the existence of the earth. 
No one has ever risen from the grave. Well, let me put it to you like this. No one has risen from the grave and stayed alive. Some folks have risen from the grave because Jesus uh, uh, touched a few people and they rose from the grave. Lazarus and, and, and the, the girl that, that, that had, a, had a tumor, they were dead. Jesus touched them or called out Lazarus. He rose from the grave. And the girl who was on her deathbed touched her. She rose from the grave. But they all died again. Jesus is the only one who has risen from the grave and is sitting right now at the right-hand throne of the Father. Verse 35. No, verse 34. Check this out. This is a big thing. I want you to understand what's about to happen. This is the first church of the New Testament. This is the first church of the New Testament since the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the first church. Let's see what happens at the first church. Neither, in verse 34, neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. So everybody, if they had land or if they had possessions, whatever they had, they sold it and brought it and brought it. The prices of what they were sold, they, they sold it and they brought it to the apostles. Watch what happens. Verse 35, and laid them down at the apostles' feet. Whatever they had sold, their land and their possessions, they brought the monies and laid them down at the apostles' feet so that we can all be in one accord so that the church can grow, so that the church can flourish because we are all on the same page. In today's church, we should do that too in the sense that we should look out for each other, take care of each other, make sure that one who is in the body of Christ who has a need, that we fulfill that need. That is what we are to do. Love each other. Take care of each other. Watch out for each other. We got each other's back, right? That's in the local church. This is the first local church. But they brought everything they had, and they brought it to the apostles and put it at the feet. And verse 35, and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. So, distribution was made to people as they had need. No one got more than the other. It was based upon the need of that individual. And what's so good about that is other folks who had a whole lot brought what they had. Brought what they had and laid it at the apostles' feet to be distributed to those who were in the body of Christ. Check this out. We got this one person, one more. Verse 36. And Joses, who by the apostles were surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted, the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. It's very important to note here that Barnabas was a companion of Paul on Paul's missionary journey. 
He is, he is an apostle also. And Barnabas is the son of consolation. In other words, he's going to give words of comfort along the way, okay, as they do their, him and Paul travel their missionary journey. But Barnabas got his land, sold it. He sold his land, and he brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So this is what they did. They gave it to the apostles so that the apostles can distribute it accordingly as the people had need. Now, let's go to uh, Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, okay? We're going to move on. Now, something happened. Everybody who had stuff, land and stuff, lands and, and whatever they possessed, brought it and put it at the apostles' feet. But there were some shady people in the bunch. And there's always going to be somebody who ain't going to do right. Okay? What do we do for people who don't do right? What you going to do for them? Pray for them. Let God handle them. Let God handle them. Don't you worry about it. You pray for them, okay? Watch what God do. This was somebody who ain't doing right. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Acts the fifth chapter, verse one through four. But a certain man named Ananias, Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. So they sold a parcel of land, but they kept part of the money. But they brought some and put it at the apostles' feet. Check this out. God knows your heart. He knows when you're lying. He knows when you are not doing what you're supposed to do. Okay? Check this out. Verse 3. They laid the money at the apostles' feet. Now, Ananias' wife also knows about this, but she isn't there at this time. Chapter 5, verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? Huh? Peter checked him. Why are you lying? You said you sold the land for $80 when you sold it for $100. That's just a figure of speech. So you come and give, going to give God $80 when you're supposed to give up $100. I don't know what the price was, but whatever it was, he didn't give it. He, didn't, he wasn't giving his all of what he had sold the land for. Now, Peter says to him, while it was yours, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it, not, was it not in thine own power? It was yours. But when you sold it, when you sold it, it was in your own power. He said, why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Huh? You lied unto God. Why are you doing this, Ananias? God knows your heart. I'm talking to the Christians out there. God knows your heart. When you're supposed to do what's right and pleasing in the sight of God, 
make sure you do it. God knows your heart. To put it in another sense, the scripture says, Malachi 3rd chapter 8 verse and so and, and continuing. Will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? The Bible says, yet, God says, yet ye have robbed me. And it says, wherein have we robbed you? In tithes and in offering. In tithes and in offering. You're supposed to give your tenth. You're supposed to give your offering unto the Lord. And it says, bring ye all the tithes in the storehouse, so that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, and see if I will not pour you out a blessing that the windows of heaven cannot, cannot, cannot store it up for you to receive it. Yeah, in other words, if you do what's right and pleasing in the sight of God, he's going to bless you. Bring all the tithes in the storehouse. Don't hold back. Don't hold back what God has given you, what he has blessed you with. I know some folks say, look at the preacher. Look at the pastor. He drive a big, fine car. He has a big, fine house. Well, guess what? If you got 25,000 members and they're taking care of the preacher, God is blessing them. No problem. You do your part. God didn't ask you to worry about the preacher. God said you do your part. Bring you all the tithes in the storehouse so that may be me in my house. And prove me now. Prove me. Test me. And see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that your room, that your windows, that you cannot receive it. You won't even be able to hold it down. I'll bless you so much abundantly. And the scripture continues and says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. In other words, I'll make sure stuff don't happen that, that could happen. Hot water heater blew out. Fuel pump went out in my car. That kind of stuff. When you when you don't do what's right inside of God, you know, stuff happens. Stuff happens. Give what you're supposed to give. But what happened to these folks is even worse. Check this out. Verse number, remember, he lied not unto man, he lied unto God. When you don't give what you should give, accordingly, you're not lying to the preacher, you're lying to God. Check this out. Number five, and Ananias, hearing these words, fell down, gave up the ghost, and great fear came upon all of them that heard these things. In other words, he died. He fell dead. He fell dead for what? Lying to God. And great fear came upon all of them who seen this and heard this, I guess I'd be scared too. I ain't gonna lie to God. Guess what? I might die. You might die. Fear. The fear was reverence for God. Don't lie to God. Now, check this out. And the story continues. Acts the fifth chapter and the sixth verse. And the young men arose wound them up and carried them out and buried them. Okay, he did. Now, the seventh verse. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. The wife don't know her husband's dead. She don't know. She don't know her husband is dead. Okay? The wife does not know 
that her husband is dead. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much and she said, yea, for so much. Peter said, did you sell the land for, for, for uh, $80? Like her husband told her, we sold this land for $80 rather than 100 Did you sell it for $80? Yeah, we sold it for $80. Check what Peter said, verse 8. And Peter answered unto her, well, verse 9. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Check this out. How is it that you plotted and schemed with your husband not to do what's right in the sight of God? And tempt who? God, the spirit of the Lord. Behold, the feet of them which took your husband out is at the door waiting to take you out. They said they're going to carry you out. Verse number number 10. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead, carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. Huh? She fell down dead too. For what? Lying to God. God knows your heart. So this is Reverend Gray, Lawrence Gray. And so until we meet again, go with God. Be blessed. Remember my books are at Amazon.com. Excuse me, that is the online bookstore. And they are there for your reading and your liking. And you will be blessed. We'll see you again. God bless you. God keep you. Join us next week as Reverend Gray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.